Welcome to the RV Podcast. This is episode 365. And this week we learn one couple's story, a year of full-time RVing. Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer Wendland, and with me is my lifelong traveling companion and my husband, Mike. Hello, everybody. Episode 365 of the RV Podcast. And as we said, uh, this week we're going to talk about the full-time RV lifestyle. I know many of you are dreaming about that. Many of you say, well, maybe not full-time, but close. Well, we've got a great couple that you're going to meet in this edition of the podcast, uh, Eric and Jeannie Anderson. And they've been on the road a little over a year went full-time, have had a great time, and they're going to share the ups and the downs and the lessons they've learned, and I think you'll find it very inspiring. And that's coming up on our interview of the week. Uh, it is October and a great time to be camping, don't you think? October is, I think, my favorite month of the year to camp. I love the fall colors. I like fall. Yeah. It, not it, too hot, not a lot of bugs. Yep, uh, that's what I like. The, the humidity is gone from the summer and the bugs are down. Hey, we have a congratulation to the winners of our most recent giveaway. Uh, we gave away a $300 waggle cam. The winner of that was Bridget from Detroit, Michigan. And we also gave a waggle pet temperature monitor that tells you the temperature inside your RV. And the winner of that was Chad from Earliesville, Virginia. Congratulations to both. We do those giveaways usually a couple times a month. And they were really lucky because weren't there like 10,000 people? Yeah, nearly, nearly 10,000 people entered the, the sweepstakes. So A lot of um, people have pets. And we've been announcing them on Sunday nights on our Ask Us Anything live stream. So <laughs> tune in there. We'll, we'll have the next one coming up very soon. Uh, we did get a couple of fun photographs this uh, this week. I want to just bring them up uh, and uh, take a quick look at them, and uh, we'll put them in the video, obviously, in the video version of this. Uh, the first is uh, sent by uh, uh, Heather Tapafera, and it was uh, under RVing Tips, and it was uh, what she saw in a Walmart parking lot as a toad to a Class A, an older Class A. It was a helicopter. A helicopter? No, you don't see that every no, day. No, you do not see somebody towing a helicopter. Plus, they had, I think, a couple Kayak. of kayaks. And uh, she found them at a uh, Walmart parking lot uh, You never someplace. know what you'll find at Walmart. Yeah, uh, so uh, thank you for uh, uh, those readers who pointed that out to us. That was pretty fun. And then uh, our friend Ed Richards uh, sent us one that he found. Uh, he called, We call this one a hot rod RV, and <laughs> it is looks like an old Airstream trailer. Somebody welded and built it onto the front end of, of an old car. Of a metallic big car, big long car, probably from the 60s. And uh, so it's a hot rod, hot rod RV. Now that is pretty interesting. Yeah. So you can see that on our... You wouldn't uh, want to go over bumpy roads. I wouldn't want to take... Oh, it's probably built better than the yeah, new ones. Yeah, probably. You never know. Uh, the um, RV podcast, of course, is uh, heard on Spotify. Have you heard us on Spotify? On all of the podcast apps. 
And of course, it's also a video version of it over on YouTube at the RV Lifestyle channel. So we urge you guys to, to check those out. We want to uh, give you a quick idea of the calendar of events, the Hershey RV show. Everybody's still talking about that. Uh, we have some other shows uh, coming up. And uh, as this uh, podcast is being episode uh, being released on October 6th, 20, uh, 2021, we've got one coming up this weekend in uh, South Carolina. We do. October 8th through the 10th, Myrtle Beach RV Show, Myrtle Beach Convention Center, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Then uh, it kind of drops off. The, there was going to be a California RV show. They were trying to build that up again in Fontana, California. But f like everything else in California, they canceled that because of uh, the COVID problems out there in California. So no California RV show again this year. Uh, the next one that we have, the big one, is uh, the Gulf Coast RV show. And that is in Mobile, Alabama, January 7th through the ninth and that's always a pretty fun show it's a regional show uh but um mobile is a great town it's right on the gulf and uh that's a that's a fun place so the gulf coast rv show what's next and the next one is january 19th to the 23rd the florida rv super show florida state fairgrounds tampa florida that is arguably with hershey the biggest rv show in the country hershey's official name they did. It. They were smart. A couple of years ago, they changed their name to America's Largest RV Show. That's the official name for the Hershey RV Show. Good marketing. Show. Very good marketing. Um, but is it really the largest? I don't know. Um, some years, I think Florida is actually bigger. Uh, at any rate, it is certainly equal and probably a little more epic in scope because the Florida RV Show has a lot of buzz about it because it has all these entertainers wandering up and down. And, of course good weather it's florida usually everybody wants a little break from winter in in january so that's uh that's a lot of fun and then also in january uh coinciding with the end of the florida rv show but this one out in arizona it's the annual uh quartzite rv show and that is january 22nd through the 30th that's a huge event as you know quartzite is a uh, mecca for rvers who love to escape the winter and boondock in the desert and uh, Quartzsite gathers tens of thousands of them, and that's a big show. And that's January 22nd through the 30th. I think everybody needs to go to Quartzsite at least once. Yeah, it's, it is. I, I'm it's a happening. We're debating. We've got a decision we have to make. We usually do a winter camp out in January. We always like to go to the Florida RV show. And we would like to go. We've been invited to even uh, do our podcast from the Quartzsite show. So I'd like to be all three, but you can't. So we may give up the winter camp out. We may give up Tampa and just go to Quartzsite, or we may just go to Quartzsite. We don't know yet. Or may go to Tampa. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry, go to Tampa. So we don't know. We I wish we could do all we three. We never know what we're doing. Yeah, but that's. And then even if we knew what we were doing, things could change. It, things always do change, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about what it's like to go full timing. And uh, a year of travel, what it's been like for a couple that we got to meet on one of our trips. We, we met them. They happened to be camping next to us when we were in uh, Mississippi uh, a few months back. And we've been following them ever since. And we're going to have a lot of fun talking with Eric and Jeannie Anderson. And that's coming up right after this break. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds? Competing for reservations? Paying high fees for sites? 
Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. Jennifer and I visited the Landings, a lakefront community just west of Nashville, Tennessee, that offers incredible lakefront RV properties up to 70 times the size of typical RV lots with frontage on the biggest lake in Tennessee. We loved it. The scenery is breathtaking, and you own it outright. Not a timeshare. Your property, your way. You can have your own private dock. You can landscape, garden. They're pet-friendly. It's gated and secure with high-speed internet. There's even free RV and boat storage. A wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. It's ready whenever you want. Dockable lakefronts starting at only $59,900. There's financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit rvlakes.com. That's rvlakes.com. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country. And there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World. And as we talk about it, as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount. If you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10, when you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back to the interview of the week, and I know you're going to like this. This is a couple and their dog, Hershey, that we met when we were camping. They were right next door to us. We went out for dinner, and uh, we enjoyed getting to know them, and we're all going to enjoy getting to hear their adventures. Yep. Um, they uh, quit their jobs, uh, retired from them, although they do. They, uh, Eric dabbles a little bit in his business, as he'll explain. But um, they have a life now on the open road. They have the cutest dog you've ever seen. And uh, a great little RV. And uh, Eric and Jeannie Anderson are our guests on the interview of the week. Well, joining us right now from Moab, Utah, in their RV is Eric and Jeannie Anderson. Guys, it's great to see you. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Good to see you again, too. Great to see you. Now, I mentioned earlier that we ran into you guys, uh, camped next to you. We met you back in the spring in um, uh, over by Natchez, Mississippi, and right. got a chance to, to uh, get to know you a little bit. And then we've been following you on our uh, Facebook group. Uh, so many people, as you probably know, want to be in your shoes and, uh, and, and live the lifestyle you have been. So- uh, after you began this, you've been a little over a year doing this. Is it worth it? Oh, Any yeah, doubts? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yep. I, I always tell people that we have zero regrets so far. Yep. Wow. And I was nervous. I was really, if anyone, uh, you know, listened mm-hmm. to, I, I didn't know if this was going to work out, but I'm telling you, uh, no regrets. No regrets. Well, let's, let's start with the backstory. How, tell us about yourselves. Uh, and how this all came about, this uh, life of uh, full-time well, RVM. 
his boss, his boss had said, go ahead. Well, I'd been in uh, human resources, vice president of human resources for 32 years. And Jeannie's been a registered nurse and a a nursing supervisor for uh, decades as well. uh, I worked in the assisted living industry. And um, gosh, I guess it's going on more than five years ago now. Um, My boss, Mary Ellen, and I were talking one day at the end of a pretty grueling day. It was just one of those tough days. And she said to me, Eric, you know, you know what we should do? We should just buy a Winnebago and, and travel around the country and just forget all this stress. You know, so we laughed about it. I went home. I, I told Jeannie what Mary Ellen had said. And we laughed. Um, and then Mary Ellen said it like two more times over the next couple of weeks or so. And I mentioned to Jeannie that Mary Ellen had said that again about buying an RV and traveling across the country. Um, and Jeannie said to me, Eric, do you think that's something we could do? And uh, I said, I have no idea. I didn't even know. We'd never had an RV before and didn't know anything about it. Didn't know it was a thing to, to travel full time. So I started doing some some Googling and researching and found, uh, found you and, and Jennifer and uh, many other full timers out there and found that it's a whole community and it sure was a thing. So the more we talked about it, the more we got excited about it and uh, we made the decision that that's what we wanted to do. We put in a four year plan, you know, we, we didn't just, you know, right. up and leave. He's a planner. So, you yeah. know, we, we put in a plan and uh, we just followed that plan. What you was know? step one? on that four-year plan? Saving money, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. Well, creating a plan where we'd wind down our careers and and financially put ourselves in a place where we'd pay off all of our debt. And interestingly, we, we had planned on waiting to buy the motorhome until about a year before we left. And we were gonna buy like a three-year-old used motorhome. Um, but then we um, kind of made the mistake of going to the Hershey, Pennsylvania it RV show. Wasn't a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah, ultimate, yeah. yeah but we went, we, we went just to look, right? And because we'd never I've, really. I've heard this story before from other people. And yeah, yeah. And we see there. what's happened. Yep. We thought we knew what we wanted for three years down the road, uh, but we went to the Hershey PA show. And uh, lo and behold, the next morning we woke up in the hotel Hershey and, and we had a purchase order yeah, really. in front of us. We just buy an RV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and buy an RV. Turned out to be the best decision ever because you know we, we had it sooner rather than later. We made some great memories with our grandkids. Grandkids, yeah. That, that was one of the things yeah. that the grandkids got to uh, come yeah. with us on the island and they enjoyed it so yeah. much. And then we bought a brand new one. And then this way, he did a lot of safety issues in the RV. So we knew exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he knew we didn't have to worry about what other people did to the RV prior to us buying it. So this is the one that you bought in Hershey that you're in now? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And why don't you describe that to everybody? Oh, it's uh, it's a Thor Motor Coach Windsport 29M. So it's uh, 30 feet, and we specifically chose the 30-foot mark um, so that we could make sure we could get in any site restrictions, especially national parks, state parks, and places like that. And that's actually paid off for us, the, the, the length. So it's not too big. It's not too small. Uh, and we tow a, a Honda CRV uh, behind us as well. And, and you you were able to use this, Jeannie, you said, with the grandkids. You were able to yes. kind of learn like a little bit of RV. Three years of having the grandkids come with yeah. us on, uh, you know, most on the island, definitely on the island. That's where they're, you know, well, I have six. And when you talk about the island, you're talking about where you used to live. So, L- Long, Island. Island. Yep. Yeah. Long mm-hmm. Island in New York. Yep. 
Yeah. So give us an opportunity to to see if we thought we could actually live together in 240 square feet without going crazy. We get along pretty so, well. <laughs> yeah. So that was step one: is getting yourself ready for it, and then and then buying one. Walk us through the other steps of your of your plan, your four year plan that was really only one year. <laughs> but, uh, um, what were some of the other things that you did to prepare yourself for this? Yeah, uh, just a, a ton of research. I mean, along with with doing the modifications for the RV, putting a um, solar system on the roof and, and many other things and a lot of safety features, just doing a lot of research about what it would be like potentially to live full time in an RV on the road going around the country because neither of us really had a clue. No. So uh, we watched an awful lot of uh, YouTube videos, um, visited a lot of websites, uh, Facebook, joined a lot of Facebook groups as well. So the time came uh, a little over a year ago to do it. Jeannie, your thoughts when you, did you sell your house, by the way, what did you do with your house? And then we, you we did. And what were your thoughts that day you pulled away for the first time? Yikes. Yikes. Um, yeah. I think, um, my biggest fear, uh, my biggest thing was the grandkids really. That was it. Uh, but I have to say I did better than I thought I really did. Um, you know, there's, there's FaceTime now, so I get to see my grandkids. Um, but that was my, you know, that was the sad, the, the saddest part was leaving the grandkids. Um, but, uh, everything else I'm don't you, you're surprised. I'm surprised mm. that I did as well oh, as yeah, I, yeah. Did much I mean, than I really, if you think about it, this is a once in a lifetime chance. Yeah. And I really just, uh, I was, I loved my home, but I guess I wasn't as attached to it as I thought I was. Mm. And, you know, we were selling things bit by bit and, mm. you know, um, I was sad, but really just grandkids. And, but mm. we, I, I FaceTime them all the time. My granddaughter just came uh, in May, I think it was. When mm. was it? When we went to Colorado to visit my, um, my cousin, she came, we flew her down with my mm. sister and my brother-in-law and they came to visit and the memories uh, are priceless, totally priceless. Yeah. What were some of the early lessons that you learned about a life of full-time RVing? Mm. Uh, definitely not to rush. And, yeah, and that's, good. And that's yeah, where, that's you know, us have, we, having a four year plan and doing all that research with, with folks like, like yourselves helped out a, a lot because we, we had heard that yeah. a lot of folks who jump into full time RVing, they just they just go, 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 go and, and, and see so much and it can get exhausting. So we made up our minds early on well, that we would before wouldn't we do even that. left, we, yeah. we were you know, we said let's it's not a vacation, it's our lifestyle yep. now. So let's take our time. Take our time. And we set a pace that was comfortable for us. I think so too. I yeah. think so too. I really do. That helped and a lot. Just describe that pace and, and as you do walk us through some of your travels and memories of the past year and the things <laughs> the setbacks and the good part and the bad part. Yeah. Wow. Give us a real picture of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, you know, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people make suggestions as where they thought we should go and oh, yeah. you can't miss that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we're gonna have to miss some things because we just don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the very first place that we really took our time with was Michigan. Mm. And that's one of my favorite places, uh Mackinac Island. So we when we thought about places like that, the upper peninsula, we took like a month. You know, mm -hmm. we put that in as a month and other places we thought, OK, you know, we don't need to see something in, in another state, whatever. So um, places like that we took our time with. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And so we, we usually when we're going to take our time somewhere, it's going to be at least a month. Mm -hmm. um, other places, a week or two. And then there's other places that was just a night to get us through. Mm -hmm. But so um, so that's how we kind of planned it. Uh, and Michigan was definitely one of our one of my favorite places. Uh, yours too, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Upper Peninsula, and uh, yeah. So when we really felt like, okay, this is a place we want to stay a little bit longer, we usually make it a month mm -hmm. stay, and that's how well, we. Where have you been? Where have you been now in this past year? Uh, we, we know you went to Michigan, and we I know you went to Mississippi because that's where we ran into you. And I think yeah. you were in, you were coming to Mississippi from Florida, if I remember right. Yes. That's where we. Yeah, correct. That's, that's where, where we, we spent the winter. The winter, yeah. Because yeah. we, we started off, uh, you know, in, in Long Island. We went up into New England, um, and crossed over and, and went up into Michigan and all, and then, um, uh, and, and then we just kind of did this this route down south until we headed into Florida and spent some time in Florida. We have some relatives and friends there, mm -hmm. and then we ended up spending um, almost three and a half months, almost four months in uh, Destin, Florida, uh, in the Emerald it's Coast. It's another place where we are all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So we enjoyed that. I have an old high school buddy and his wife. Wife lived there, and uh, he actually owns a Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop there in Miramar Beach, Destin. And oh, really? I have had ice cream there. Yes. Okay, well, that's I my work buddy there. Craig. He gave me so a job. Craig worked. Uh, Jeannie worked there over the winter, and she was a scooper. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so then you went uh, up, and you've been all out in the west. I know. Yeah, well, actually, one of the things we like to say, Hershey, Hershey has actually sniffed, peed, and pooped in 31 states so far. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't tell him about Hershey, the name of your dog, Hershey, named Hershey. after Hershey. Hershey. Yeah, yes, everybody's yeah. got to meet well, my Hershey. My granddaughter named him. My granddaughter named him when we said we were going to get a puppy, which was a couple of years prior. And I said, what do you want to name him? And she flat out said Hershey. <laughs> and that Ladies was it. Ladies and meet Hershey. Hershey. I, we got him from well, did we get him from Hershey, Pennsylvania? Or a bit, no, but he was. So it was Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania. yeah. And what kind of a dog is Hershey? Hershey's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. He's yep. two and a half. Yeah. And he's kind of okay. got his own following on the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whenever I post, put up my post, if I don't have a picture of Hershey in there, I get in trouble for that. People say, <laughs> Eric, where's Hershey? Yeah. Uh, uh, the same fact, thing. It was funny. And, and, we were in Bryce National Park, and uh, from behind me, I heard somebody yell out, is that Hershey? Yeah. <laughs> and I turned around and this couple were part of the same um, Camping Cavaliers Facebook group. And they recognized Hershey. They didn't recognize me, but they recognized yeah. Hershey. Yeah. That's happened to Jennifer and I with our dog, Bo, a couple of times. Yeah, uh, sure. What advice? So one of the pieces of advice, obviously, that you would give other people is to make a plan and spend some time doing the research. You mentioned yeah. <laughs> take your time. Don't rush. Mm -hmm. What other lessons about uh, a life of full timing that uh, people could uh, could learn from? So you uh, could save them a little hard knocks. Well, well along with the planning, because as she said, I'm I'm definitely a planner. Um, I've had to learn to be flexible, and I've heard other full time RVers talk about the plans being set in Jello, because they you know they can always squiggle and change at one moment's notice. So I, I've had to become much more flexible and and learn how to go with the flow more because things don't always go as planned when you're on the road. Well, can I just tell him about the situation with Yellowstone and stuff? Yeah. I'll tell him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He is definitely, he's a go-getter, can go all day, go all night. Okay. Um, I have, I, I personally can't. So uh, when we were in Yellowstone uh, going, we were there for like 10 days 
going, 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 going. And I was just like, I'm exhausted. I am so tired right now. I lost five pounds in, in nine days just from walking, walking, walking. Um, we had to come up with a plan because we were, I, I was getting, I was getting antsy and I just said, I can't do this much longer because we went to, where did we go Glacier. the first place? Was that Glacier National Park? Glacier, um, Yellowstone, Stone, Grand Teton. Teton. I was like, I'm exhausted. So um, we had to come up with a plan where um, let's, uh, you know, I'm a four hour a day girl type of thing. And uh, so I had to come up, we had to come up with a plan where, all right, I have to stop when I have to stop, but I will not stop you from going back out and continuing with your all day plan. So um, I did actually have to take a break. This is the first time in 14 months where I had to take a break. Mm -hmm. He flew me out to Colorado. I was with my cousin for about three weeks. I just got back two days ago. Mm -hmm. And not that everyone can do that or whatever, but when I came back, we made the plan that, you know, okay, four hours for me bring me back home, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's, that I can't go all day. You can, I can't, and let's just come up with a plan of what, mm -hmm. how this is going to work because, and it was really the first time in 14 months though, that I was like, I need a break. <laughs> so you just kind of have to, yeah, you just kind of have to be, you know, not on the same page that you have to do what I want, you know, mm -hmm. but we, you know, if, if I'm getting a little, you know, four hours a day was enough for me, sometimes five. Um, and just, um, yeah, you know, that, that's where we've learned how to communicate often. And we're pretty good at communicating. That, we really are. That's helped a lot and give each other our space. Yes. You know, yes. Her yeah. space, she's, she's more of a homebody, so she can be happy in the RV, just curled up with a book with Hershey on her lap. Um, and I'm more of, you know, an outside cat, so I can go tree out hugger. hiking. He's a tree yeah. hugger. <laughs> so I can, I can be out there hiking for, you know, eight, nine hours or so. And, but, and so that works for us that we recognize those differences. But I also love to be more of an outdoors girl. I, I really mm -hmm. do. Not that I, I mean, I, I love to go outdoors, but I'm, I just can't be out there for, you know, nine, 10 hours and stuff like that. And we've, we've learned that. So that yeah. is, such, that is such a great lesson to, to share with other people. One of the other questions that uh, I think is important that we should talk about is um, this is not an inexpensive lifestyle. Even though you can be frugal, it is not an inexpensive. And, and there's mm -hmm. a number of RVers who uh, think that the lifestyle is cheap and it's it's not unless yeah. you choose to live like a nomad and, you know, stay right. in you you, you know, can make it cheap, but it's yeah. generally walk us through the reality of, of finances on the road. Even both of you folks are retired now. So you, and you had saved some money and you, yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. So we, we have a bunch of savings, um, but we were too young for social security and not touching our 401ks for as long as we possibly can. Um, and, you know, we pay for health insurance out of our pocket now and uh you know food and gas and insurance and all the rest i mean the rv and the cars all paid off you know we were able to to leave yeah. debt free so mm -hmm. that helps tremendously obviously um but all just the you know day-to-day -day living expenses aren't a whole heck of a lot different than they were back in our sticks and bricks you know uh, we try to be frugal certainly you know and we don't eat out a lot you know we, we prepare our own mm -hmm. meals mostly lots uh, of salads and, <laughs> Go uh, ahead, and we don't. do and we do take in you know some of the attractions and things like that to spend a little bit extra but uh it, but it all it does all add up 
So, I mean, absolutely, we're saving a tremendous amount of money compared to what we were paying with our mortgage and property taxes and all that on Long Island, New York. Um, but it's it's still, like you said, it's it's not cheap. Well, and actually, my full-time retirement lasted all of three weeks. Uh, so my, my, my boss asked me before I left, Eric, it must be something you can do for us while you're on the road. And so I thought about that, and I actually hooked up with our vice president of marketing. And, you know, when you call a company, you get that initial um, – uh, recording this call may be recorded for quality yeah. assurance training purpose. I, I'm that guy now who listens to the call. <laughs> yeah. So I do it part time, 15, 20 hours a week or so. We have 26 uh, assisted living facilities on the East Coast, and folks call to make inquiries and talk to our directors of sales and marketing. Those calls are recorded. And when she and the puppy go to bed at night, I'm a night owl. Uh, I put my headphones on and I listen to those calls and I provide feedback and to them as and well. That money is good for the gas. For That's the food. helping us out, right? Yeah. With gas, so. insurance, um, so, well, cell phone, you, Wi-Fi. You have uh, embraced this lifestyle. You've been sharing it, and and many of Eric and Jeannie's photos appear almost uh, almost every day or every other day on Harvey's yeah. Lifestyle Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, hopefully many people can check those out. And we'll put some in our video version of this podcast too from your your post. But looking ahead now. Uh, You've you've certainly adapted to the full time life. You have thrived uh, under it. You've become better communicators. I know you've become closer together as uh, a couple. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you see this going? How long do you see yourselves living like this? What happens? You know, what happens when you guys grow up? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, well, we're still no looking. At, yeah, we really don't have a timeline, which is yeah. nice. Um, uh, we're just uh, looking for places that feel like home to us. I have to say that um, the three places that I would consider, first of all, I thought I was going to be a, a person with the heat and the water, you know, close to water, beaches, and but totally different. Um, a mountain girl. I like the cool air. I completely changed from what I thought I was going to be to completely to a mountain girl. Um, my three places that I'm looking so far was Michigan, uh, Colorado, and Montana. Those mm -hmm. are the places that are really catching my eye for maybe, you know, a homestead. But um, mm -hmm. we still have places to see. Um, and yep. what? Yeah, yeah. and um, just, uh, I'm, I'm now looking, I'm a mountain girl. I thought I was gonna be a beach girl, I'm a total mountain girl. And uh, so we're just, we still have places to see and we're looking yep. and, uh, but as of now, I think we're both, and we're usually on the same page. We're mm -hmm. usually on the same page for where we think. So far, um, you know, Colorado's number one, Montana would be number two, and Michigan would be number three. So, but we're not, we still have places yeah. to go, people to see. A lot more to see. Yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah. spend winter in Arizona yes. this year for the first time. Mm -hmm. So that'll be different for us. Um, and then next year, we're, we're going to work our way up the West Coast and then maybe across Canada and uh, back to the East Coast. And all along the way, as Jeannie said, we've been kind of taking a look at places to evaluate them to see if they might be some place that we want to settle down again someday. But, uh, but we, might, we might be snowbirds. We might, you know, yeah, one place, you know, Colorado in the summer and see where we'd want to be in, uh, wintertime. in the wintertime. So. Yeah. Well, what a great story and great inspiration for so many people who are uh, thinking about it's just crazy out there. Let's let's see if there's a different way to live. And Eric and Jeannie Anderson have shown us that there is. And uh, 
life is always better with a dog, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is good. So uh, keep keep posting pictures on our Facebook group. We will put the link up to that. And uh, Jennifer and I look forward to meeting you guys on the road again over the next uh, year or so, Jennifer, someplace. Hi, well. yeah, I, I will. Yeah. And uh, people can get a hold of you guys. They can see your posts on uh, the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. And uh, it, it, it's great. Keep posting them. We've just uh, so enjoyed your your uh, your year of uh, full time. Okay. Eric and Jeannie Anderson, thank you for spending time with us. Yep. All right, great. Thanks, Thanks. Mike. Take Bye. care. Man, that looked like so much fun. How can you resist that? Go for it. Do it for a year. Do it for two years. And then if you want to keep doing it, fine. And if you don't, you can buy a little house someplace. Well, that's, you know, that's what I, they're trying to do. And I think that's smart. They're looking at different areas of the country. And as, as uh, Jeannie explained, they have, they've narrowed it down to a few areas that they like right now. And they might find more. I'm sure they will find more. Mm -hmm. uh, great, great couple. You can follow them. Uh, Eric and Jeannie post regularly on the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. And we will put a link to that in the show notes for this episode at RVLifestyle.com. And uh, you can, uh, you can uh, if you haven't joined the group, join the group and uh, you'll see Eric. He's, he's putting stuff on almost every day, every other day. So uh, thanks to the Andersons for being our guests. And we look forward to meeting them out on the road again, too. We do. All right. When we come back, the RV news of the week. Fall is just around the corner, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the off-season. And whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or a camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help you protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protected from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RV Lifestyle or use the promo code RV60 at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. All right, everybody. It's time now for the RV News of the Week. And Jennifer, what, uh, what caught your attention this week? Well, this caught my attention. A couple and their unleashed dog picnicking on the Blue Ridge Parkway near Asheville, North Carolina. They were attacked by a black bear last week. The couple was picnicking on a grassy hill near Folk Art Center when their dog started barking at the bear, running towards it. 
Park officials believe the unleashed dog running toward it is mm. what uh, led to the attack on both the dog and the couple. That's why dogs are, are not welcome in many of our national parks and almost always prohibited on the trail because a dog sees a bear or wildlife and they want to protect their humans or it's just their natural predator instincts. They're going to go after it. That's obviously what happened here. Uh, what happened to the couple? Well, the couple, fortunately, were and the dog were able to get into their car, and they drove to a local hospital, and uh, they were released. So they were treated, and they were released uh, from the hospital. And uh, because of this attack, the officials had to close the trail near the Folk Art Center, and they were searching for the bear. And uh, when they find it, it will be put down. And you got to remember that the bears are gorging themselves before they hibernate. So uh, it's very unusual for a black bear to attack people. Mostly it's grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, grizzlies are the ones that cause the problem. Well, uh, and there's a difference in how you respond. You know, grizzly, you're supposed to back away. Um, the black bears. Good luck, because there's not much else you can do. They're so big. Yeah, the black bears, you're supposed to fight back, make lots of noise, make yourself try to look big, and uh, try to scare them away. Best thing, always have bear spray. Yes. Bear spray is more effective than a firearm. And your dog has to be on a leash. Yep. yep. I mean, the bears are, are eating before they hibernate. They're hungry. Yep. So and I don't know what they were eating. It might have smelled good, too. Keep your dogs leashed. Yes. All right. Uh, here's a caught my and This is uh, our kind of our uh, RV industry story. This is uh, Thor Manufacturing Giant. They're the largest RV manufacturer in the world. Uh, they announced their 2021. They said it's the most profitable year they've ever had. No surprise there, I guess, because of the uh, you know the the pent up demand for RVs. Their net sales was it's, it's staggering 12.32 billion dollars, and that's up 50.8 percent from 2020. And 2020 was a record year, so that's their net sales. Now you might wonder how much do they make in profit on it. Well, uh, that's where they set their record for profit. They Their profit after everything last year was uh, 600, this is for 2021, their fiscal, it just ended their fiscal year. Um, it just uh, totaled their profit for this year, 2021, totaled $659.9 million. And you know how much that is percentage-wise? It's up 196% over the record profit they had in 2020. Uh, and it's interesting because um, Bob Martin, the CEO of Thor, said earlier this year that uh, because of increased demand issues and supply problems, the dealers aren't going to have fully restocked inventory until 2023. So despite that, uh, they're doing well. Thor makes uh, under many different manufacturers, but the, the Airstream brand, Jayco, Heartland RV, Dutchman, Integra, Tiffin now, uh, Keystone, many more are all under that Thor corporate banner. So the RV boom is continuing. I wonder if there will be a letdown when the borders are open and people start going back to cruises and I don't know other countries. But I don't it's see that happening for a while. Shows no signs of, uh, of letting up, does yeah, it? Yeah, who knows when that's going to happen. All right, what else we got? All right. Last week, there there was a couple of stories about search and rescues at national parks for missing hikers. One was at Big Bend, and the other was from Zion. 
Luckily, the stories both had happy endings. The Big Ben missing person was found after 16 hours of searching, and the Zion one was found after being gone for five days. Wow. But, you know, sometimes these stories don't have uh, happy no. endings. Many times they don't. And, uh, you know, you got to brush up on your hiking safety and got us thinking about a story that we did a while back but from a we had some tips from a hiking expert yeah and, and the, you know a couple just a couple of basic ones one never take a hike no matter how short without telling somebody where you're going and the smartest thing to do is where you park your rv at the trailhead write it down hey jennifer and i are off hiking trout lake trail here at yellowstone we should be back uh, in a couple of hours and write the time on it and the date. That's a big help to everybody. Uh, and then, you know, the, the other thing is make sure you have enough water that you have a map with you. A paper map. A paper map, because your cell phone can die. It's nice to have your cell phone, but print it out or get a paper map. You all gotta need, we all should carry more paper mat. Uh, what about a paper little flare? You know, a flare, I guess, is this stuff you got to carry around, more yeah. stuff. And I didn't know if there could was a cause a one. fire. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Burn down the forest. When yeah. you well, they'll find you. <laughs> your charred remains. But, but paper map, tell everybody where you're going and put something in your car. Um, that's, that's good. Uh, I found a great story that I wanted to talk about, and it relates to what we were talking about a lot this, this summer and even early now in the fall uh, about um, the fires out west. And we've been reporting about those devastating fires and what they're doing to national parks and campgrounds and air quality. But we heard about a rather unusual solution uh, in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado, they should win some kind of prize for thinking of an innovative way to prevent forest fires. They're uh, getting goats. They're getting uh, farmers to bring their goats out and uh, put them in areas where that are at risk of burning and uh, sounds like a great idea. You put a big herd of goats out, they eat all of the uh, noxious re weeds, goats will eat anything, yeah. uh, and those fire hazardous shrubs, they'll they'll level that, they put put those out there, and uh, <laughs> I guess we can, they eat the plants, they poop, and then they trample their poop in the ground, which improves the soil. Mm -hmm. And they think that that will reduce fire risks and it'll permit more native plants to go. Right. So the Bureau of Land Management in Colorado deserves a round of applause. Yeah, I think. We'll, we'll see. But interesting approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll have to see where that uh, that goes. Okay, we got time for one more. All right. This is a, this is a fun one. A vacationing California couple decided to stop at Arkansas's uh, crater of Diamond State Park to dig for a diamond. And 40 minutes later, they found the largest diamond discovered so far this year. The yellow diamond is 4.38 carats and has a jelly bean shape. The uh, Arkansas State Park is the only diamond mine in the U.S. open to the public. More than 250 diamonds have been registered at the state park this year, with a public finding usually about one or two a day. And this is one place, Mike, I want to go. Yes. we. You know, we. I think every year for the past six years that we've been doing this podcast, we're reporting at least one of these stories, but 4.38 carats. That'd hey, be hard to carry on your finger, wouldn't it? Oh, it would just be fun to find a diamond. It would be pretty lucrative, too, right? Could be. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, when we come back, it's the questions of the week. But before we do that, if you have uh, a story or a tip or something you think that's worth reporting, just send us an email, Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. We'll chase it down. We love getting your tips. All right. When we're back, the questions of the week. Thanks for staying with us so far. All RVers need specialized emergency transportation coverage to cover air and ground ambulances, return to home services, and vehicle return. You only have a 68% chance that those services will be completely covered by your major medical. The sad reality is that a lot of people believe they have that coverage, but it turns out most carriers that claim to cover air ambulances only cover you for a hospital-to-hospital transfer and offer no coverage to get you to the initial hospital in the first place. The truth is 68% of air ambulances are hospital-to-hospital. Here's a map of all the places in the U.S., that getting to the hospital in the golden hour is not possible without an air ambulance. And with an average cost of $52,481 for an air ambulance, why would you take the risk? Go to peaceofmindforrvs.com today and take a look at the true emergency transportation coverage they offer that covers it all. The coverage can save your life and your life savings. Check it out, peaceofmindforrvs.com. Jennifer and I are members, and we urge you to consider it too. Peace of mind for RVs.com. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com slash HH, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash HH. Welcome back to the Question of the Week segment of the program, and I think we've got a couple of them this week, so what we got, Mike? All right, this first one comes from uh, Vic Shaw, and he says, uh, hey, Mike and Jen, we have a wonder on order. Malaysia Travel Vans Wonder, that's what we happen to have. I understand that you may not be 100% happy with your leveling system. Are there other options for leveling the Wonder LTV? other manufacturers of auto levelers. And this is from Vic Shaw and his wife, Deborah. Um, well, yes, and, and no, first we, overall we're happy, mm-hmm. I think, you know. Overall, I think we're, we're pretty pleased that we, uh, that we have the levelers. That's the first thing we did when we got our wonders. We took it to Equalizer Systems in Elkhart, Indiana, and they put them on. And we were um, the, the, the guinea pigs. First. We were the guinea pigs. The very first that they'd put on a Ford Transit-based uh, uh, chassis. So they put them on, and uh, they worked okay, but they asked us to bring them back, that they found a little better position to mount them. And so we did that, and uh, we had a couple of other little adjustments that had to get made. And uh, right now... It, they work great. They do as long as it's not too uneven of a terrain. Um, we had a clearance issue with them at first, and, and we're very transparent. We tell you all about all that stuff, 
And so one of the things when they put the new position, they got the front levelers up. The backs were always okay. So we don't have any clearance problems. But uh, we've noticed a couple of times that when we've parked and they've been, the jacks extend some distance. Uh, they level it great, but you hear this kind of like a as, as if the hydraulics are not holding well. Drives us nuts. And we have this vision of it going, boom, and it, it's never happened. But uh, we've not been 100% pleased with that. Uh, and I don't know whether uh, it's, we've had it on the front and the back, so it's not just a one bad jack. And, you know, I don't feel like taking it back there for a fourth time. So I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and see it. Last couple times it hasn't been a problem, and we notice that's only a problem when the, the ground is really unlevel. And maybe we'll supplement it with a couple of those Lego blocks right. so it isn't quite such an expanse. But, but, but overall, we're happy with it. We're glad we have it. Much more happy that we have it than if we didn't. Now you ask if there's other manufacturers. There is. It's also in Elkhart. It's a company called Bigfoot. Bigfoot Levelers. You can search them on Google. They're located, well, actually, they're located just across the state line into Michigan, but right in the Elkhart region. And um, they also will will do um, a leveling system for the Wonder. Uh, so check them out. Uh, there's Equalizer Systems, and then this other company is called Bigfoot. And those are the only two that do automatic levelers for the Wonder that I know And of. I think what I have to throw in is the 330 rule to try to get to your campsite before it gets dark. Everything is better when it's not dark out. Yeah, when it's not dark, then, you know, I could have looked and said, well, you know, I'm going to put a couple of Lego blocks underneath that so, yeah. so the, the hoist doesn't go quite so far. That's our problem, too. We always are pushing the limit, and we see stuff, and we, like, little kids with ADD, oh, let's go over and look at that thing, and there's a mm -hmm. butterfly over here, and by the time we get there, it's dark. So Yeah, it's always harder to park in the dark. But, but I don't want to... We're happy that we have them. Yes, you're very happy that you're not out there and... I'm not out there oh, saying stop, yeah. start, back up. Yeah, I'm driving on those levelers, those, those bricks and blocks. Now, there's this other one, this Anderson leveler. I might get one of those where you can drive it up on different levels of, you know, kind of a curve. But, but overall, just pushing a switch and this thing levels this, that's great. All right, here's a question, um, and this is from Annie Schrank. And uh, it has to do with winter macerator, antifreeze, flushes, all that stuff. And she says, hey, Mike and Jennifer, I have searched all your information about camping in the winter, and I haven't found the answer to this one. When you flush with antifreeze during winter camping, you do that because you've put antifreeze through the plumbing system, and you've emptied your freshwater tank, and you've uh, taken all the water out of the plumbing system, and you run air uh, antifreeze through the plumbing system not in the fresh water but through the plumbing system so when you flush with antifreeze that's how you use the toilet because you don't have running water because you know the, the systems turn off you whatever you deposit in the toilet the amount you, you put that equal amount of antifreeze in and flush that with that when you flush with antifreeze all the water lines and tanks have been winterized so no water's in the coach how do you dump the black tank and clean the tank and macerator hose after can you put a hose in the toilet to flush the black tank and then re-winterize the toilet and black tank? I'm so new at this, and we plan our first trip to Yellowstone and Jackson Hole next week. The temps are going to be cold at night, so we thought we would try the antifreeze flush. Thank you for your guide to Yellowstone. We have it, and uh, it has and will be helpful as we are, as all of your articles, podcasts, and Facebook posts. 
we have a 2021 wonder. Oh, can I f say first off, I'm so jealous. I think this is the perfect time oh. of year to go to Yellowstone. I wish we could just go poosh, and transport yeah, us in the RV to Yellowstone. Then, you know, we've got the bow. Um, one, I don't think you're going to need to winterize right now. If you're out at Yellowstone now, and as this is being epi this episode's released on October 6th, yes, it might get in the upper 30s. It might even get just to freezing, but it's not going to stay there long enough to do any damage. So I'd, I wouldn't, I would, if I was there, I would not have winter ice at all. But let's say you're going to go camping later when it is prolonged sub-freezing weather. And by prolonged, I mean over five, six, seven, eight hours so that water on the ground will freeze. That's when you want to have antifreeze in your system. But you never have to worry about flushing the black tank because it's, it's, you, 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 the only thing in it is antifreeze and your waste. So you can find any place that has an RV dump, like at a truck stop or an RV center, and you can empty your black tank right there, just like you would in the summer. It'll it'll all come out because the antifreeze is kind of makes it slushy. It won't freeze, so don't worry about that. But don't put water down there. Don't put water. No water. Just 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 uh, whatever antifreeze you've used to flush it, and then you can empty it. Um, Frankly, if it's just a little bit, it, it doesn't even hurt to leave it in there for a while and then just empty it as soon as you get someplace warm. But um, you never have to put water in it. So those are our two questions that came in by email this week. You can send us a question by just writing us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. We love, love getting your questions. And we should tell everybody that we want to get video questions too. Use the smartphone. Yeah, just... Uh Look at yourself, turn it around, and talk to the talk to your phone, and uh, go for it. Send it to us. We love hearing you and seeing you. Yeah, it makes us feel like we're you know in a live event or we're together or around a campfire. So send us those questions again. Our address is Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. It's time now for another fun part of our program, and that's uh, Hidden Campground Gems with Mark Kep. And Mark, of course, is with uh, CampgroundViews.com. And uh, he is going to take us to a very popular winter destination. And I think uh, you'll find this really interesting. We're going to Myrtle Beach. You ready? Mm -hmm. Here's Mark Kep. I'm actually not going to take you to one campground. I'm going to take you to a destination. And the reason I'm doing this is that... This uh, video, as you can see, it's been posted in the fall, and some folks are starting to plan their winter um, trips, whether they're snowbirds or vacationers looking to go to winter destinations. And most people are not going camping in Maine or in Montana in the winter. In fact, most people head south. They head to Arizona, Texas, Florida is a very popular one. And because of the amount of new RVers out there, a lot of those popular destinations will be very crowded. And so some of you are probably looking for lesser-known hidden gem locations to head to. And our hidden gem, it's actually a very ironic location to call a hidden gem because it's not hidden at all. In fact, in the summertime, this place literally has hundreds of thousands of RVers heading there every weekend. And that location is located in South Carolina, and specifically, it is the Myrtle Beach area of South Carolina. Now, probably everyone that's watching this has heard of Myrtle Beach. And you've probably heard of some of their amazing campgrounds. There's a campground there called Ocean Lakes Family Campground. On any July weekend, there are 35,000 people at that one location. It's a massive park, right? It's got 3,000 sites. So, but 35,000 people are located, will show up at Ocean Lakes 
family campground. And there's a number of big resorts and there's some smaller locations too. But the reason I share this with you as a hidden gem campground or a hidden gem location is because Myrtle Beach after Labor Day is basically like this photo right here. Empty. There's nobody there. You go there during the winter, you can get a very reasonable nightly rate at these really amazing campgrounds that are located along the beach. Pretty good hidden gem, isn't it? So our hidden gem destination of the week is a location called Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Number of campgrounds, we'll put a link down in the description below so you can find the one that's right for you. But if you're looking for a winter destination that has lots of fun stuff, has restaurants, has shopping, has everything you need, plus direct access to the beach, plus kind of unknowns, there's not a lot of people there when you'll be there. And as an added bonus, I don't know about you, but during the winter, I kind of like cool nights and, and not crazy warm days. So the, the weather's a little bit mild here, milder here than if you go further south. Plus, you are located nearby to places further south. So Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is our hidden gem of the week. How do you like that one, Mike and Jen? All right. If you want to see what Mark just sent, we put a, we put a link in the description below. Follow that link or look in the show notes at rvlifestyle.com and you can click it and you can go right to campgroundviews.com and see what Mark just shared with everybody. And uh, it's so fun to see these hidden campground gems that Mark and his uh, campgroundviews.com uh, service uh, keeps uh, finding for us. So check it out. You can find that one or many others just by browsing around at his site and becoming a member of campgroundviews.com. Well, there we go. That's it for this week. Uh, we hope you are out there enjoying this fall weather, but uh, if not, um, make uh, make some plans sometime to get out before it gets too cold and you have to winterize. We'll see you next week. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs>